Hey, girlfriends, welcome to another episode of Girlfriends and Goals. We're your hosts, Miosha and Samaria. This podcast is a space where we'll talk about friendships, life goals, a little bit of pop culture, and all things womanhood. Our top goal this year is to grow our podcast audience. So if you're new here or you're an avid listener of this podcast, please subscribe, leave us a five star rating, consider writing a review, and of course, share this episode with a girlfriend or two. All right, so we're going to jump into our first segment, which is called Girlfriend Check-In, where we pick a question from the conversation starter game called We're Not Really Strangers. And so, Samaria, what would your younger self not believe about your life today? Do you want like my serious answer or not so serious answer? Not so serious. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So when I was, let's say maybe 11 through 14, I -hmm. was obsessed with Carmelo Anthony. (laughs) Like literally obsessed. I think around that time he might've like just been drafted a few years before Uh, I think he was the third draft pick and LeBron was the first that year. So for all these years, I had beef with LeBron, quote unquote, even though he he doesn't even know me. Uh, Then I found out we have the same birthday. So the beef is squashed. But anyway, so yeah, I literally thought that I would marry Carmelo Anthony, (laughs) even though he's all these years older than me. And definitely, I, I think he might have been dating Lala at the time, or we found out somewhere in the middle of my crush. But yeah, younger me might be surprised. Not that I didn't marry him, but just that I don't even, like he's not even somebody who I think about this, you know, like to this day, it's just not something that comes to my mind. It only came because you asked for my not serious answer. So there you go. Did he used to play for the Balt- the Boston Celtics? I, no. Was that your favorite <laughs> team? Okay, so yes, that was my favorite team. But when Ray Allen was on there, it was like Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, um, Paul Pierce, and they were kind of like the the Trinity. I'm going to sound like such a basketball fan, and I'm really not anymore. But during that time in my life, I kind of was. Um, But no, at the time he played for the Denver Nuggets. And so when people would get me gifts, they would get me his jersey, or um, this is when headbands were really popular. <laughs> they would give me the like the headbands, the wristbands, all that type of stuff. But yeah, I I don't. He's not even like the the type of person I would go for today. But um, yeah. And I've never heard you mention him, so that's even more random. By college, it was done. It was over. <laughs> Literally, this is what you call a phase because <laughs> it was over just as soon as it started. But yeah, and like my high school people would be like, oh, she was obsessed. Like teachers knew it was a thing, girl. I know. Wow. Maybe we'll have to do another question on a different episode where we talk about things that we used to be obsessed with that you and I don't know about each other because I have... A similar answer, but I'm not going to give it away on this episode. Okay, fine. Withhold <laughs> your secrets. <laughs> but what was your thing that younger you would not um, believe? All right. So I think my answer is just a little bit more serious, but I would not believe that I would have 
I guess, been like a stay-at-home mom or full-time caretaker for my son for the first year and a half, almost going into two years. I would not have believed that. My younger self, I don't know who I thought or what I thought was going to happen. I guess I didn't think about it as much. But I, I would have not guessed that. Even as recent as 25, if you would have asked me, I probably wouldn't have given this answer. But I will also say I wouldn't have imagined us being in a global pandemic either. (laughs) Uh, So the timing was just kind of crazy. But even aside from that, I wouldn't have guessed that I would be doing this right now. So yeah, I don't know that I would have even guessed that you would would be a mom, (laughs) just based on conversations that right to have in our early days so listen it's all it's all a shock to me <laughs> kids who kids where <laughs> right yes yes definitely surprising but wow okay well now that we've revealed things that our younger selves would not even have imagined for us um, we want to go ahead and get into today's topic. You've already seen the title, so you know, but uh, I guess I would say if I had to guess, and of course I don't have the stats on this or anything like that, but I would think a lot of people, a lot of women can relate to those moments where maybe you weren't as vocal about who you are or what talents or expertise you might bring to the table. Those moments where you didn't really put yourself out there or you kind of shied away from selling yourself for whatever reason. So this episode is for all of us who've done that because we're done being humble. We're not doing that in 2022. We're not shrinking or um, like diminishing ourselves for anything. We're done being humble. So I'll, I'll start by asking you, Miosha, have you noticed that maybe women are less likely to promote themselves or their talents. Yes, that is definitely something that I've noticed and something that I've done myself, actually. Crazy story, not crazy, but I guess interesting story. No, it needs to be crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess my response was kind of crazy and it, and it really shouldn't have been the response. But either way, years ago, I had to go to a company retreat and at this retreat, I had to give a presentation in front of the company. And I'd say I had been there for about six to nine months. And up until this point, I hadn't presented, I don't think in front of my team, definitely not in front of the company. But either way, I give the presentation and I think it goes well. I didn't Mm -hmm. do anything different than I had always done. After the presentation, pretty much everyone in the room at some point in time, either after that meeting or at some point over the course of the weekend, Mm -hmm. came up to me, including my manager, singing my praises to the point where it was starting to make me feel uncomfortable because I was so shocked and taken back that they were surprised, I guess, at how well I did. Hmm. And it it was just to the point where even my manager had said something about it like three times and him and I weren't super buddy, buddy. I'd, I'd say we had a pretty good relationship, but nothing to where he'd, I'd say like go out of his way to sing my praises. Mm-hmm. But either way, from that situation, I kind of left away from it feeling, you know, 
thankful that people, you know, congratulated me and were excited about how well I did. But then it also left me questioning like, hmm, like I thought I did what I always did. Like, Mm -hmm. is it, is it genuine? Is it, I I guess I just didn't see where I like knocked it out of the park so far. Mm -hmm. And really that shouldn't have been my reaction at all. Of course, in the moment I said, thank you to everyone, but these are just my own internal thoughts that I was having. But I realized that up until that point, I had never, whether it was in my interview or just at any point in time, I guess, let them know like, Hey, this is something that I am good at or something that I can do. Um, So I realized like, okay, well, this is the first time, but up until that point, I hadn't told them like, Hey, I can do this. And I just realized that, okay, well, well, people won't know if you don't say anything. And then when they finally do find out and they're, I guess, maybe pleasantly surprised by it, just mm-hmm. take the appreciation and the accolades yeah. and don't walk away from the situation, like questioning if you did a good job or not, especially if you hadn't told them about it beforehand. I was going to say, I don't think you should have walked away. I don't think you should have been surprised that they were pleased, you know? like and that's, <laughs> that's why I said my reaction was kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm thinking about, I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're amazing. But I feel like I, I've had this conversation. I'm thinking about one friend in particular. I just don't want to say her name because I didn't ask her ahead of time. But we have a lot of these conversations where I might be like, girl, you are killing it or you killed xyz and she'll be like oh really do you think so and i'm like girl you need to like stand in that you need to understand that you're that girl but i feel like a hypocrite in a way because when she turns the compliments around on me i'm like oh you think i did a good job <laughs> do you really think i excelled at that and it's like why why are we doing this like we've trained to be good at what we're good at it should not be a surprise anymore like we're we're those girls you know right yeah i i definitely shouldn't have walked away from that situation questioning I, it was just that I felt like I did what I've always done. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, was it that great? Like, are y'all really hyping me up for no reason? But I'll take it. Thank you. You know, you know what this reminds me of? God, I hate to keep bringing up this show, but I miss it so much. But um, in Insecure, when Lawrence presented an idea, it might have been like season two and the men were just hyping him up just to hype him up, just so he wouldn't feel bad. And so your mindset reminds me of that whole situation. Mm -hmm. Like even though Lawrence walked away feeling like, oh, hey, I did a good job because they complimented me. You were kind of thinking, why did they come? I just, I just did a presentation. Like it's a presentation. (laughs) Right. Right. So why do you think women do that? I guess in general, aside from, I guess your friend group. Yeah. You know, I, I think, It might be for a few different reasons. Uh, The first one is kind of what you just alluded to, right? Like we don't think our talents are a big deal. And that's something I have to catch myself. Like I could be juggling a million things and doing them well. And someone could say, oh, wow, you're doing these things well. And I would still be like, really? You know, so I think for us, it's just like that presentation. Okay, I do presentations all the time. This is no big deal. And because it's something that's maybe second nature to you, 
you're, you're kind of less likely to big yourself up for it. So I think mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons. Yeah, what, what reason do you think? Like, why do you think women do that? Well, I think some women also um, don't want to bring too much attention to themselves okay. out of concern for what others may think about them or how they may perceive them, mm -hmm. especially in the workplace. Like, you maybe don't want to be that person who's like, look at me, look what I can do. <laughs> see what I can do, especially for women, you don't, you maybe don't want to be seen as being cocky or arrogant. Okay. And so you're just being mindful. But I think on the extreme end of that could be a person like I was in that situation where I just didn't say anything at all. You know, that's a point because I think sometimes in this could just be me, but if it's you and you're listening to this, send us a DM on Instagram <laughs> because I want to know I'm not alone. But I think sometimes we've observed men in situations where they're doing that and it's a little bit off putting. It's like, okay, Joe, we get it. You know, you're great at spreadsheets <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and so I think because we view it as off putting when others do it, we don't want to be that off putting person. And right. um, it kind of puts us in the position where it's like we we suppress so much and really we we shouldn't be doing that. Like, I don't know, be off putting like everybody <laughs> else is shoot. Why not you? <laughs> and then I was going to bring up one other point is I think some of this could be cultural as well. And I think for women, for us, especially if you've spent time maybe being a stay-at-home mom or away from like a structured work office environment mm. um you know in certain cultures I think women are encouraged to be seen and not heard so when you find yourselves in a situation where you really should be big up in yourself and yeah. talking about the things that you're great at you may lean on just being happy to be in the room and mm. not thinking like hey I actually have to make myself be seen otherwise I'll be overlooked yeah that that's a really good point I think also the other thing that I wanted to um to bring up is I think there might be some type of lack of confidence sometimes that could cause that uh type of thing to happen like maybe a type of imposter syndrome for example if I oversell myself and I can't deliver then what you know, then I'm going to get found out. I would have made all this noise about how great I am. And then I would have turned out not being as great as I sold myself to be. So I think that whole confidence imposter syndrome thing definitely could play a role in, you know, why, why some women or women in general, like just don't big up themselves. Yes, definitely. Um, so why do you think, <laughs> men don't have this issue like and I I don't think it's all men but why do you think men might not mm -hmm. have this same issue with the confidence well one reason I think is men are often taught or groomed in terms of leadership or being in that position in regards to manhood and so it's just kind of assumed or they're taught to assume that they'd be in a position of leadership or being in charge or taking charge and to be in that position, I think, 
a certain level of confidence has to be there. And so I think it starts from an early age of them being taught, hey, you can do this, but then you need to be able to tell other people that you can do it too, and that you can do it really well. Because no one wants to follow someone or have someone in charge of something if they lack confidence. And so I think for them, if they are in that position or they're being taught that, hey, you will eventually be in that position, that you have to, yes, you may can do it well, but you have to be able to talk as if you can do it well or convince other people (laughs) that you can do it well so that you can be in charge and running things. And then another, I guess, short reason is I don't think that there is concerned about how others perceive them. Like if they are overly confident, it's kind of just brushed off as like, oh, well, that's just how Joe is. And I'm sorry. <laughs> we keep saying the name Joe. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Yo, we love any Joes out there. <laughs> But I think if they are overly confident or they are off-putting, as you said earlier, that it's just brushed off and it's not seen as such a bad thing. It's just kind of is what it is or it comes with the territory versus women. I think we're more likely to be told that, hey, girl, you're doing too much or people will think you're doing too much. You just said a whole word because you said something like, it's not verbatim, (laughs) but you said something like, oh, well, nobody wants to follow somebody who's not confident or nobody wants someone in a leadership role who's not confident. And so I think like that hit me because it's like another reason for me to kind of ditch that whole idea of, oh, well, I need to be like small or I need to shrink a little bit or be overly humble in situations like no if you you know have the skill set and you can be that leader make sure that you are that leader with confidence don't have these people following someone who doesn't even know if they can take themselves to point from point a to point b let alone other people so uh yeah you gotta preach girl (laughs) (laughs) but i i definitely agree with you on um the whole like society grooming men in a certain way there mm-hmm. was this story that my my cousin-in-law told uh, he was saying that there was this guy who was interested in a position at his company and so he reached out to him on LinkedIn and he said to him hey like I'm thinking about applying for this position um what do you think like can you give me any pointers and so my cousin-in-law was like oh well these are the things that they usually look for, for someone to fill this particular role. So I would just advise that you, you know, try to get some of these qualifications, which the man didn't really have many of them, right? And so the guy was like, oh, okay, so I have like two or three, so I I should be fine. And even though he didn't meet a lot, according to my cousin-in-law now, he didn't have a whole lot of the qualifications. He was still very confident, like, oh, okay, I'm I'm still going to shoot my shot. And so I think, Hannah, I think maybe it's a little bit of that ego, that overconfidence where it's like, oh, I don't have to necessarily know everything. I'll figure it out. Like, they're willing to take bets on themselves, possibly because they have been groomed to do that. And, um, you know, maybe women just aren't. Maybe women are like, okay, I need to check all of these boxes, you know, before I put myself out there for XYZ position. Oh, yes, definitely. I've seen that in the workplace where you just see some people and you're like, wow, how'd you get that position? <laughs> or <laughs> 
how'd you get there? Uh, A lot of it is who you know, but one thing that I think all of them do have in common is that confidence and energy. And even if they don't know everything, they're good at convincing you that they do. Yeah. And so I'm I'm trying to model myself after that. Um, Not, obviously, I'm not trying to change my entire being, but Mm -hmm. just trying to think about all the things that I do possess, as opposed to the things that I don't possess. Uh, Because I think that would be, I think I have enough of the humility to balance Mm -hmm. it where I'm not being too much, or at least I hope I do. And if I, if I don't, like if I get a big head, I have the right people around me who are going to be like, okay, relax. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's one thing I'm sure of is is I've surrounded myself with people who, yes, they want you to big up yourself. But um, if you are doing the absolute most, you know, or if I'm doing the absolute most, they'll definitely tell me. But yes, I I do want to accept more of that model where I'm looking at what I do possess as opposed to what I don't and how what I have can get me to where I need to go as opposed to how what I don't have keeps me from getting to where I want to go. Yes, the glass half full. (laughs) Here we go. Listen. (laughs) You better break that down into something simple. I'm over here saying all these words. (laughs) So how do you think society reacts to confident women in general? And then I want to hear if you have any stories or any thoughts around Black women specifically. Okay, so I think hmm, in certain situations, I think women in general can be seen as the B word, right? We're a, a clean podcast, so I won't say the word, but... I think a lot of times people try to put women in that position where it's like, okay, she's either passive or she's that, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's no in between. It's like zero, it's either zero or a hundred, you know, Um, people don't care for nuance when it comes to women who are like just rightfully asserting themselves. And, you know, I've been in situations like that where I didn't feel like I was asking for too much. I just felt like I was speaking up for myself And people were like, hey, this is getting a little cocky, you know, or, oh, you're getting this type of a reputation for yourself. I I wish I had time to tell that story, but (laughs) maybe it's for, for a different time. But I knew for a fact I wasn't asking for too much. Like I had started at the company that I'm referring to with two other white gentlemen And it would have been nothing like nobody would have thought twice if they had just said the things about themselves that I was saying about myself, you know, but I did feel like, okay, because I'm saying it, it might be an issue. Um, So I I think that's just women in, in general, where people label them as the B word or as cocky. Now, when it comes specifically to black women, I feel like we need to only look at like female athletes, right, to see some of how society reacts to it. I remember an interview that I saw of Venus Williams, and she was like 14, maybe 14, 15, just a teenager. And, you know, adorable as all get out. And this guy is interviewing her. And he's like, oh, well, do you think you can beat such and such? And she's like, oh, yeah, I know I can. And he's like, what? Why Why do you say that so confidently? And she's like, because I, I believe I can beat her. He's like, yeah, but you didn't even hesitate. Like, you just said that. And he keeps on asking her the same question over and over and over until her dad comes from the back. And he's like, listen, you asked the question 50 times. 
she answered, you're not about to keep badgering this young girl. Like, this is a teenager. This is a child. You can't keep, like, badgering her like this, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that was the first example that I think of, or that is the first example that I think of when I'm specifically asked about, you know, how society treats Black women. And I mean, there are other athletes who that happens with, like Simone Biles, who were like, she's cocky. She's talking about her being the GOAT, because she is. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what do you want her to say? oh no, I'm not the girl. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even at a college level or whatever. Like, no, she is. And it's okay for her to stand confidently in that or things that have happened with Serena over the years. And even like with influencers, like you see that with like the Jackie Inas where people are like, oh, she's so arrogant. She's so this. And I don't get that vibe from her at all. <laughs> you know, I think she's just a girl living her life, enjoying the success that she's you know, worked hard for, but I don't sense like arrogance. Is she confident? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Should she be? Of course, you know? So yeah, that's, those are just my thoughts. I think there's almost an obsession with humbling Black women a little bit. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you say you want people to accomplish a lot, but then you don't want them to talk about it or to enjoy yes. it. Yes. And if yeah. they don't talk about it, I, I guess maybe they want other people to talk about it, but it's like, who better to say it but me? And, you know, I, I think this whole oh, humble Black women thing, like you you see it on the internet all the time where it's like, okay, we want you to have success, but you're getting a little too too big for your britches or whatever. <laughs> like we need to bring it down a few notches or um, like Saweetie and I, I think there's a lot of discussion around like, her talent uh, and things that she can improve on, but just her being a confident woman, I think people have issues with, um, especially as it has come to like her dating life and things like that. So, yeah. I definitely agree with everything that you said. For women in general, I just think that it's just a finer line that we in general have to toe. Like we don't have as much range. So I could say from what I've seen, yes, some women are able to big up themselves, but there's just a shorter range that we're able to do it. And then I think as Black women, that range is even more limited than it is for other groups of women. And when I say range, meaning, you know, um, as you mentioned with like a Jackie Arna, like, yes, we want you to be successful, but maybe you should only show it in this way or talk about it in that way. Like you don't have as much free will to kind of put it out there in the way that you think that it should be. Uh, And then specifically for Black women, I think when we do big up ourselves, we're under a lot more scrutiny, Mm. I think faster than other groups of women Um, we just have less range and I think a lot of that just comes from the history of this country and how the structure and certain people are knowingly and unknowingly emotionally invested in black women um, maybe not thinking of themselves as highly or believing that they can achieve or do certain things and what other way to kind of like limit your competition but to like have them think in their mind like hey is this something that, that I'm good at right. should Don't I be show doing- up because yeah yeah like, should I be I should just be happy to be here or maybe I shouldn't be here so yeah I think there's just a lot of things and people who are just invested in us kind of having that mindset of not wanting to big up ourselves yeah like people want you to fit inside of whatever box they want you to fit inside so if it's a small box 
that's the box that you need to occupy. Uh, um, yeah, occupy. You don't mm -hmm. need to like go into a bigger box. You know what this has me thinking about? This is, I promise it's random. I didn't <laughs> think about it before, but uh, ha have you seen the color purple? Mm -hmm. Okay, I, this isn't like a big spoiler or anything, but Sophia was very confident in herself. You are about to talk to her anyway. You aren't about to treat her any kind of way. She would stand up to you woman, man, child, it didn't matter. And then there's that scene where, you know, she's asked to become a nanny and she's like, absolutely not. That ain't how she said it. <laughs> but um, she said, absolutely not. And then literally you see them trying to like tame her. And I, I chose that word carefully because it's like, literally they were treating her like an animal who now you have to train to behave a certain way, to respond a certain way, to be okay with things that she would not have been okay with before. And so um, maybe not on a on that drastic of a scale, but I do mm -hmm. think there's still some of that that exists in our society where it's like, we want only so much of you. And if you're more vocal than what we've condition ourselves to like accept you as, then automatically you've messed up. Um, so yeah, I think there's still a lot of that that goes mm -hmm. on for sure. So I'm going to give you like one extreme versus the other. We've talked about women who kind of shrink a little bit or aren't as vocal uh, and talked about moments where we've even been like that. But I guess, have you seen the other extreme where there are some women who try to overcompensate for this by actually being the mean boss or coworker or whatever position that they're in? So I can't say that I've ever equated a woman being overly confident with her being like the mean or bossy coworker. Hmm. If I've ever seen that, I've just been like, oh, she's me or <laughs> she's doing, or she's she's just doing the most, not necessarily correlating between confidence. Hmm. But I will say though that I have seen where, you know, some women, they kind of take big upping themselves to the next level where the frequency of it is like, okay, girl, we get it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're great. You're amazing. So I think it's I've seen it in more of like an annoyance type of thing. Okay, not so much them um, overcompensating. Mm -hmm. What about you? I I have seen it. Okay. <laughs> actually, <laughs> There was this lady at the first company I worked for. And um, I was gonna say her name. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Uh, but she I think she labeled herself this, but definitely it caught on and other people called her it. But she was known as the bulldog. And okay. she would say to people like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a bulldog. And I think maybe she, she understands that women typically shrink themselves or whatever. But I think instead of like, I think she overcorrected, you know? Mm. So it's like, okay, I'm not going to be that extreme. I'm going to be the other extreme. So she was kind of this person who just did not care. Like she had a few people who she was was cool with on her team because she had to manage. But for the most part, she was that bulldog. She didn't care who, you know, whose feelings were hurt, whose opportunities, you know, she might have like taken or whatever, like who she might have stepped on. But she was that bulldog. And she wanted that reputation. Like she, mm -hmm. she didn't care that people saw her that way because that's how she wanted to be seen. So I do think she was overcompensating just a little bit because 
I mean, take the opportunities. Like, don't let anybody stand in your way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's like an attitude that that came with it, where she was like, "I want you to know I'm vicious." <laughs> Actually, I can think of an old coworker who maybe wasn't that extreme, but definitely embodied some of that. Okay. And yeah, I do remember there was a situation where, because of her confidence and her energy, she surpassed a few other people in getting promoted into a position that mm-hmm. the whole team was shocked that she got so yeah um I'd say some people would say that she was a bulldog but actually her and I got along really well um (laughs) I think a lot of people did see it as off-putting but her and I were cool I'm glad you told that story because I hadn't thought about (laughs) her in a long time this lady and I so it's not that we weren't cool but I got hired to her team and then shortly mm-hmm. after she got let go and I don't know the whole situation but what I will say is I was not looking forward to being on the Bulldogs team you know like this young impressionable girl who's fresh out of college like and you know how I you know how I am but you know how I used to be like kind of like not mm-hmm. wanting to step on your toes a, a little bit fragile so girl, she would have she ripped me to, <laughs> to shreds I'm so glad <laughs> I mean I'm so glad she found a, another opportunity that was better suited for her that did not involve me being on her team look at god okay (laughs) so if you could say something to other women who may be struggling with standing confidently what would you say you know this episode is so timely because just this week I saw a post uh, and it was by this lady who I follow on youtube and instagram she's a phd And um, her name is Dr. Amina Yonis. And she did this like real about lessons that she learned in 2021. And one of the things that she said was promoting yourself is not egotistical. Do it more. And I think that's where a lot of the concern comes, you know, where we we feel like, oh, I don't want to be seen as the person who has too much of an ego, but it's like you saying, hey, I'm good at recording podcasts or, hey, I have this particular skill and I know that I can serve your company well, or I I know that I can start a business and succeed, you know, like that's not, that's not egotistical, you know? So I love that she said that it's not egotistical, but also that she said, do it more, like promote yourself. So that's one thing I would say. And then the other thing I think that I would bring up is that Nelson Mandela said it in a speech, I believe, but it's Mm -hmm. originally from Marianne Wilson. It's that Our biggest, our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate, is that we're powerful beyond measure that. So within that, it says, um, your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking yourself so others won't feel insecure around you. And now that we've done this episode, (laughs) like that's... um, something that I'm gonna keep in my mind like I've always known about the speech like they I mean they say it in like a lot of black movies (laughs) you heard it everywhere it's been like um attributed to Nelson Mandela all my life even though it wasn't his originally but I I really like that your playing small does not serve the world there's nothing enlightened about shrinking yourself And it says so others won't feel insecure around you, but honestly, I think we can even cut that. It's like, there's nothing enlightened about like shrinking yourself. And we have to be more aware when we do that and stop doing it. Not in 2022, y'all. We're over that. We're past it now. (laughs) 
What would you say? I would just say uh, to not let your concern for how other people will perceive you Mm -hmm. by talking yourself up or big upping yourself. Don't let that stop you from doing that. I guess coming from my own experience, just don't swing to the other end of the pendulum of just not saying anything at all. Um, Because if certain opportunities are passed up or things don't go your way on certain things, you know, you can't feel some type of way if people just don't know. Mm -hmm. People don't know what they don't tell you. You can't just go off of what people are assuming or assumptions. Mm -hmm. And so even if you are being a rock star and whatever situation, work, motherhood, whatever it is, you can't just assume that people will take it to the next step of, oh, is she really good at this? Can she do more? more or does she want more you have to actually vocalize it because they may be thinking well maybe you're not saying something for a reason right so I'll just say people don't know what they don't know don't make assumptions and this conversation around confidence and big upping yourself it crosses every area of your life so it's work it's personal and I don't think that there's anything wrong with practicing how to big up yourself yeah because as women as we've talked about this entire episode it is a finer line it is a shorter range for us so I don't think there's anything wrong with practicing with a girlfriend Um, You know, if you're crafting an email to someone to say, hey, I want you to invest in my business just to get ideas and practice how to do it so that it's not I don't want to say not off putting, but we have to be mindful of just kind of like where society is. So if you, you know, there's nothing wrong with practicing, get with a girlfriend. Yeah, like Samaria said, 2022, listen, we're done with being humble. (laughs) You know, as you, as you were talking, I thought about selling Tampa. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm from Tampa. Of course I (laughs) I mean, you know, I don't know, girl. I don't know what you'd be watching. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But uh, so I watched it and there was this young lady colony who took, her name's Sharif. The boss. She took the boss to the side and said, listen, there's this position that I know is about to open up. And I just wanted to bring you here to let you know, I'm throwing my name in the hat. I'm capable. I've been here from the beginning. I can do this job. And so I want you to know and hear it from me that I am interested. And even though it didn't work out for her and oh, dang, that's a spoiler. (laughs) But even though it didn't work out for her in that instant, like I think someone kind of just got to it sooner. I love that she did that. I think if she wasn't going to like closed mouths don't get fed. So maybe another position is going to come in the future and she will be prepared. She will be doing the things that she would have needed to do to get that position once it opens up again. Uh, So yeah, I, I just thought about that when you when you were talking about, hey, don't feel bad when people don't know if you haven't said anything, because it's true. Right. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Girlfriends and Goals podcast. You've heard our thoughts on this topic, but we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Girlfriends and Goals podcast, where we'll continue this conversation over the next week. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and do that now. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.